Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. be a little weird, Robbie, if uh, Brupolo was in Pocahontas. Yes, it would be weird. I've been through Pocahontas before. There you go. Yep. There you go. So you would not expect to find a. a I don't know how many. I don't know how many uh, uh, mochas that the original Pocahontas had back in the Mocahontas day. Pocahontas is the name of the place. Mocahontas. Boom. I mean, we just—that's a million-dollar idea. So if we can make it happen, anyway. Wherever you are in our great state, if you want to enjoy Strange Brew Coffee, it's just a click away. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Order it to be shipped right to your door. And, of course, when you're here in Starkville or if you're at Brupolo and Tupelo, don't forget that when you support Strange Brew Coffee House, you support the Bulldog Initiative. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. Whatever it is, if it's for you, for somebody in the family, for your car, for your tailgate, for your home, if it's Mississippi State, if it's maroon and white, they've got it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're enriched by Fleet Feet, Flowwood by the Half Shell. Or you can always just shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant for lunch, for Sunday brunch, or for dinner. The best meal in town is available to you at Restaurant Tyler. And why not? Because it is just so good. Somebody texted us or tweeted at us uh, the other day saying they were going to head to Restaurant Tyler and wanted our suggestions. I told them, it was like crawfish dip. Stuffed pancakes, and then whatever you want to do for dinner, you're going to be fine. I mean, I'd probably get a steak, but that the, their pork chop entree, I don't know if you've ever had it. it I've is, never had it. It's one of the best pork chops you'll ever eat. It is so good. People people get thrown off because it says it's cold smoked, and they're like, is it cold? It's not cold. It's it's cold smoked. So they, they smoke it like at like 150, 200 degrees, yeah. and then they, they cook it. It's almost like a reverse sear yeah. on a pork chop. It's just not, it's just not a hot... It's just it's, not yeah, like, it's, it's not like smoking at like 275, 300. Right. Right, where it sort of cooks at the same time. This is more about getting that smoke flavor in there, and then you sear it off, and it's, it's, it's delicious. It's really, really good. Next time you go there. I'm going to try that. You need to try that. You're going to like that. And you get a choice of starch, which means you can add, you know, you, you carte blanche with with, carte the, blanche. with with the mac and cheese or the grits or whatever. Mm. Yeah, see, there you go. Restaurant Tyler, I hope I made you hungry. Head over to Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi ready to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you and start op- and open a, uh, an account that will set up a relationship that will last you for a long, long time. When you want to talk to people at a local bank about financial decisions, if you need a loan, 
You don't want to deal with a corporate bank and people you've never met. You want to talk to people in your community, people you see every week at church, at restaurants, around town, that know you. That's the difference you get when you deal with the good folks at Priority One. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Hit it! All right, the transfer portal worked its magic for Mississippi State this weekend. Let's start on the football side of things. From Colorado, I'm going to assume I'm getting the first name right. If I'm not, I'm apologize. But Sadu Triore, I know I'm getting Triore right. I know that because there are like three guys in the Premier League whose last name is Triore. And I I, so See, I, I thought it was like Traor. Traore. I've heard Traor before. I'm pretty sure it's Traore. Well, one thing's for sure: someone will someone will correct tell us, yeah. you that you're wrong. So this guy, Robbie, is the was the top available transfer in the portal. Mm-hmm. A guy who pl- was going to play tight end at, at Colorado, six foot four, only 210 pounds. But I mean, nowadays in a lot of these schemes, that's that's going to be big enough to play tight end. Had a really good year for the Buff uh, for Arkansas State, transferred to Colorado, and then was part of that post spring purge that Deion Sanders ran. And so as a result, this being his second transfer, did he get purged? Or I don't know if he got purged or if he left on his own. But he is, you know, they was a huge displacement, however you want to put it, of players. Mm-hmm. Like after the spring, it was like time to go. He was one of them. A lot of that is due to the fact that he wants to play receiver. It looks like his future is at tight end, but I give a lot of credit here to Zach Arnett, who was like, why don't you just sign and we'll figure it out later. We got a year. We got yeah. a year to figure it out. Yeah. So it does not appear he'll be eligible. Now, he will apply for a waiver. And honestly, he might he might have a, a, a an outside chance at one because of the extenuating circumstances at Colorado that, that Dion was so open and so adamant about I'm going to get guys out of here mm-hmm. that maybe they're just like you know he, he they didn't want him up there maybe we should just let him play I would really push that if I, was I would him. that's the angle I'm pushing if I'm Mississippi State but regardless of that this is a, a, a one of the top transfer portal prospects in the country as of this time at a position where you know at, when I first saw the name by the way and I wasn't aware of the eligibility situation you know who I felt for was Rylan Gody I was just like this poor guy yeah <laughs> they, had, they get him on board, then they go get two more transfer tight ends. I saw there. a graphic that said this guy was the top, the second best returning tight end in college football behind Brock Bowers. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what does Ryland Goatee got to do to play some football? The guy just <laughs> wants to play football. <laughs> but Triori will be eligible next season for Mississippi State in all likelihood. I'm going to say this. I feel I mean, the, the fact that this, t- this staff is recruiting players that in all likelihood weren't going to play this year for the port. That, that's a good sign. I mean, this is really this is just a twenty-four signing. That's yep. like you just got one of the top JUCOs in the country. Yeah, you just got a four-star recruit for next year's class, basically, mm-hmm. to go along with two other four stars, JJ Harrell and Stonka Burnside. Um, and the the thing that I'm watching for is where he ends up because one of the things that's been mentioned about him why he wanted to transfer is that everybody wants him to play tight end he wants to play wide receiver and it looks like his ceiling is much higher for the tight end position than it is wide receiver mm-hmm. but he could play both i think the thing to understand here is you have a big physical threat 
at whatever position you have. He is a mismatch nightmare for teams at the tight end position. Mm-hmm. 6'4", a little over 200 pounds, can move, has good hands, can jump. Uh, I think he only dropped one pass last year at Arkansas State, mm-hmm. so he's a, he's a freak show athlete. But where does he end up? I think Chad Bumpfus was recruiting him, so I think I think Chad was the guy on him, and I think Mississippi State was telling him he could play wide receiver at Mississippi State. And if that's the case, I think he would be fine. I, th- I think he's I think he can help you a wide receiver, mm-hmm. but I think his ceiling is much higher at tight end. When you look at the depth chart for next season, I mean you're losing to Lou Griffin, you're going to lose Jaden Wally. Uh, Unless they want to come back. Unless they want to come back, but those those guys feel like they probably won't come back. If Justin Robinson were to have a big year this year, could potentially head to the NFL. And that's three guys you're expecting to start right this second. Yeah. So and then Freddie Roberson won't be here next year either. He'll be out of eligibility. And we we kind of looked at that tight end. You know, we were talking about the, the I mean the wide receiver position. We were mm-hmm. talking about that a few weeks ago and how you know well you know state need to lose some guys and then you start looking at it. Mm-hmm. Well, they're getting pretty thin. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, right now they're two players under. Yeah. Know, so I mean, roster. and you're going to lose. I mean, you're going to lose some guys more than likely at that position group, and you, you like the young talent, but you're going to need an influx of players there because so, it's, it's already starting to dwindle a little bit, which it needed to, mm-hmm. because you don't need 30 wide receivers on this roster or whatever they right. had. I mean, right. 15 guys, whatever. You don't need that anymore. You only need about you know ten guys or so, ten or ten or eleven guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now you're starting to look at okay, well, you have lost some guys in the transfer portal that you were, you know, trying to thin out a little bit, but you do need to replenish that and kind of settle in there at the wide receiver position. I think they're doing a good job of that. So, but regardless of its if it's tight end or uh, receiver. State has needs in this next in this next class, and you know that's why you think you look ahead. If Harrell and uh, and Burnside end up signing, they're going to have an opportunity to play pretty early because they're going to be super talented. And then this guy Triori, same thing. And then if the tight end, you know, Spivey is a senior; he's done after this year. I think Goaty has another year, right? Uh, I don't. I think he's got another COVID year. I think. But then after that, you don't have. I mean, you're going back to the portal. You don't have any experienced yeah. guys now. I would imagine Jacarius Clayton and Antonio Harmon will play at some some point this year. They'll, they'll they'll get them out there just to get them some reps. But it's wide open for Mississippi State for receiving positions next year. Mm-hmm. You got a lot. So bringing this guy in, I mean, it's just the smart business. So very good move by Zach Arnett and, and company to bring this guy in. And, and a big, I mean, in my opinion, it's a big time commitment. This is a guy who could have probably gone just about anywhere. Yeah, and you know. Yeah, I'm not sure what his options were, but it's obvious he's got the talent. I think a lot of people want him to play tight end. And I think that's been like kind of a hang up for him. But it's one of those guys like you just get him here, get him to school, and you know, over time, if you have to have those conversations with him, you know, maybe you can you know, you can develop that relationship and tell him, Hey man, your future's a tight end. Yeah. And the NFL, you can play tight end. Yeah. It's going to be tough for you to play wide receiver. There's there's guys like and, you that have more speed or whatever mm-hmm. that are your size that you're you're not going to play ahead of. But at tight end, 
And you can be is not what it was 25 years. It's not put your hand in the ground right. and block this defensive end 15, 20 times a game. You're out in the pass patterns. Man. You're not, you know, the, the, those days, yeah, you got to have some physicality about you. And there, there are going to be times where you're called upon to block in the running game. But for the most part, tight end is just another receiver. It's just a big receiver at this point. Yeah. People just, I think a lot of kids get, some, some kids get hung up on positions. And not, you know, what could be best for my future. Mm-hmm. You know, take for instance, like a, a guy that's playing wide receiver that wants to play wide receiver. Well, you know, you could be an all SEC guy at defensive back. Mm-hmm. You might be a group of five receiver, but defensive back, you know, that that's where it's at for you. Yeah. That that's what that's how I feel about him. I feel like tight end is is his future. Now, whether or not he accepts that, I don't know. But the the rumblings, the word is that he wants to be a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So with with a guy like this that's this talented, that's got this much raw potential, you get him to campus and see what happens. And figure it out. I mean, because you exactly. need wide receivers too. Exactly. So, um, he, I mean, I feel like he could be a good wide receiver as well. Agreed. So that's football. Let's switch gears and, and talk baseball as Mississippi State also into the transfer portal there for a now this is a guy who's going to play immediately and it needs to play immediately for Mississippi State for Memphis uh, Logan Kohler joins Mississippi State but uh, another guy that transferred twice he did and this is this is a little different situation that they were able to get him eligible get him a grad he got his degree basically so yeah. he's a grad transfer he is eligible second team All ACC uh, AAC I I do that every time. Literally every time. They need to change the name. They do. It's too close. It's too close. Uh, hit three thirty for the Tigers last year, 11 home runs, uh, third most RBI on the team, 34. Uh, not a bad base stealer, 13 of 15 of, in stolen base attempts. And uh, was ahead of everybody by a bunch on batting average. Was one of their was, was their best hitter by, by a pretty large margin. And more importantly, a decent fielder, 942 field percentage. That's, you know, that's a big step up from where they were at third base. So I mean, it's almost a hundred points higher than what they got. I kept saying this, and you know, was, I stole it from Moneyball. But right now, it was that you know, if somebody hit the ball to third base, there was nobody there for Mississippi State. Somebody there now. Yeah, and I know a lot of people are kind of underwhelmed by this, but you basically had to get significantly better at third base defensively to shore that up. You did with this guy, and then you're not asking for somebody to come in here and. And hit twenty home runs at that position. I mean, Slade Alford was what, like two forty eight. Yeah. I mean, to me, this is an upgrade in every facet. I feel like this guy's a better hitter overall, and I feel like he's a better defender significantly. And people started saying, you know, well, you know, he's not Kobe Shelton or whatever the guy's name is from Bama. That guy fielded like in the eight hundreds. Yeah, couldn't he do was that again. bad at third base. Yeah, you, you would have had a good hitter with Colby Shelton. Strikeouts would have been pretty high, but it, the home runs would have been really good there, and that that's all well and good. But you're not, you don't need a ton of um, offensive production. Although I think they're going to get it. I think his batting average is going to drop a little bit. I think his power numbers might go up a little bit because he's going to see more pitches that he wants to hit. Um, he was not protected at Memphis in, the, in that lineup. He probably saw a lot of spin. He probably didn't see a lot of pitches in the bread basket for him to hit. I think here 
you can put him somewhere around Hunter Hines and Dakota Jordan, and this guy might explode. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, who's to say? So I think it's a good pickup. Listen, you, you needed a guy. It's kind of like you know the people that were upset about the catcher, mm-hmm. Johnny Long. Right. I mean, what are we talking about here? You, you wanted to get a backup catcher, and you got it. He's a veteran piece. He's played at a couple of different schools. All indications are he's a great teammate. You need a guy to give uh, Ross Highfield a break in the midweek. There's your guy. And I, I think that's perfectly fine. Same thing with Kohler here. I think he's going to be a good pickup for Mississippi State at third base. I think he's going to be better than people think he um, is. And at the end of the day, you, I mean, it's, it well, doesn't they, take much. They I mean, had to have a, a third baseman, and they got a guy who hit 300 with double digit home runs. 340. Yeah. With double, I mean, they, double digit I mean, home it's runs like, and, and a, a perfectly respectable fielding percentage. I understand that you you know you would have liked for there to have been a a, a Justin Foscue or something in, yeah. the, in the you know of, the, of that you know kind of, of of stature in in the in the portal. There wasn't. Well, I mean, put his numbers up against Colton Ledbetter. I mean, it's not that big of a difference. Mm-hmm. He hit a higher batting average than Colton Ledbetter. Mm-hmm. Ledbetter hit more home runs, probably 17, 18 home runs mm-hmm. at Sanford. That sounds right. In a in a um. I don't know if it would be. Would it be a lesser conference? Sam, I mean, it's a smaller conference, but it, but in baseball, I feel like they're pretty. They're usually pretty good. That well, conference. in baseball, yeah, the SoCon is a good conference. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, I don't know. They're comparable at least. Mm-hmm. They're they're somewhere in the same. And Samford is a better team than Memphis. I'll say that. Better program usually. Yeah. yeah. Um, When's the last time Memphis was in the NCAA tournament? I don't know, but they're not. They're usually not very good. They're usually yeah, about Sanford 500. was in this year. Yeah, Sanford's usually pretty good. Yeah. But um, to me, there's just if you look at their numbers side by side in smaller conferences than Mississippi State, they're fine. They're not that. Yeah, they're not that different. And he hits at a higher uh, batting average than mm-hmm. Colton Ledbetter did. So at the end of the day, who's to ha- say that this guy can't come in here and bat? Three fifteen with eighteen bombs for Mississippi State. Right. I don't know. I mean, and, and quite honestly, when you look at Slade Alford's numbers, Robbie, if he hits two eighty with twelve home runs, he's better. He's than Slade better Alford. than Slade Alford. Assuming he fields nine fifty or better, you you upgrade it massively at that position. And that's all you're wanting to do. You're wanting yeah. to get a guy that's better than Slade Alford at that spot. They did that defensively and at the plate. They and I feel that. like they did that. They did that. They, they missed on a couple of guys at third base, but I think this is a good spot. And now Mississippi State has to turn its attention to the mound. This is where it has to happen. Now they've been linked with Luke Holman, the transfer from Alabama. That would be a massive pickup where they get him. Yeah. There's some not not you know there's not a fire. There's just a little wisp of smoke on Chase Burns out of Tennessee. We'll see if that, that pans out to anything. But that's that's where the focus is now. Would you expect, unless somebody, you know, like we keep bringing up Braden Montgomery, still not in the portal. Um, I think if, if... Unless he goes in the portal, I think State's just done with position guys, though. Yeah, unless there's I mean, just like think, some, unless there's some guy that they can't, they can't pass on. I would think... Yeah. Um, Dylan Cruz comes back for another year and decides to go in the portal. They might go after him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and and Braden Montgomery, I could. T- I mean, there's just been way too much smoke around that. I, I've talked to several people that are close to him and his family. They all believe that it's coming. That he's going to in the portal. 
Um, so that I mean that remains to be seen. I I trust those people. I don't think that they would be talking about that if they weren't seriously hearing something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just way too much smoke. I mean, and could he change his mind? Maybe, but I I've just heard way too much on that. And I think what from what I'm hearing, he wants to get done with Team USA first before all that stuff happens. And we'll see. I mean, it's a it's definitely like one of those things we talked about, like show me, like Mississippi mm-hmm. State. If this guy, if they have a chance for this guy, go get him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't turn down a guy like that that was correct. A, that was going to be a first well, I mean, round draft got, pick. Hines, Jordan, and Montgomery would be as good a one, two, three. And they're not batting one, two, three. I'm just saying they would be as good a, a middle of the order as anybody in the country has. Oh yeah. And but you got to have Highfield going to take a, a step and Marshawn getting on base to lead off. I would think. I mean, to me, the the lineup. Is if if you get Montgomery, mm-hmm. the lineup is better than it was this year. Your offensive mm-hmm. concerns are gone. Mm-hmm. Bryce Chance is probably going to to have an opportunity too. Connor Hijack looks like he's gotten better. I mean, there's a lot to be excited about with this lineup. If you have a Bryce Hijack, probably your DH right now. Possibly, yeah. And so um, with Chance, and, if if you got Montgomery, you'd be what Chance, Jordan, and uh, and Montgomery and right. Yeah. Jansen left. Yeah, Dakota Jordan center. I, I mean, mean, if you're telling me like your first five hitters are Mershon, Chance, Jordan, Hines, Montgomery. It's tough. And that's that's you're gonna do some damage. That's going like, to Heidel's be batting six. That's going to be one of the better one through fives, one through six mm-hmm. in the SEC and quite possibly the country. And we I mean, we expect Amani Larry to get drafted, but he could come back. If he comes back, I mean, where's your weak spots? Yeah. I mean, I feel didn't have a great season from a batting average standpoint. Mm-hmm. But you but saw, we saw plenty of things from him as a freshman. Yeah. You expect him to make a jump next year. I mean, my gosh, that's yeah. gonna be a that's gonna be a loaded lineup. And then you wonder about but the they, pitching. They've got to get the pitching straight and we'll see those names pop up over the next and, couple of weeks. And two, like you expect that that pitching staff is going to be better under Justin Parker. I mean just by default. Can, can just by default you get, you know, a run and a half better with the group that you have mm-hmm. from an earn run average perspective, plus add some good arms that makes your earn run average even lower than that. Mm-hmm. If you can do that, then you're talking some serious business happening for Mississippi State. But a lot of things have to happen in the next few weeks. I think State needs to get two or three top-end arms that can really transform this team. I don't think they have to have a massive overhaul with a pitching staff. Mm-hmm. But two or three guys, they that, get a change, guys so. that change the dynamic of your pitching staff and then everybody else getting better, that makes you a team that can contend. But they do need to add two or three pieces, I think. I agree. I don't think you can go into next season with the current roster. I agree with I just, that. I don't think that's going to happen. I agree with that. One more baseball note uh, as we're recording here. The Major League Baseball draft hasn't started yet, um, but that'll be going on over the next couple of days. You had an article today. Mississippi State got some good news on one of their top signees, decided uh, to, to go ahead and call it a uh, a, 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 a day. He's going to come to Mississippi State, Nolan Stevens. Very intriguing prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, my opinion, he, he can play. He's an All-American. He's a top 100 player. Mm-hmm. Um, he can play first base, he can play outfield, he can hit, he can pitch. In my opinion, I think his I think his greatest 
potential is on the mound. Okay. I think he can help Mississippi State the most from the mound. Mm-hmm. He's not going to play first base over Hunter Hines. Mm-hmm. Um, because you need Hunter to he need this is Hunter's money year he needs to lock down first base and and um, show that he can play that position well. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to play outfield because I just think there's guys ahead of him. But he's too talented to keep off the field this year. Mm-hmm. I think that he is a legit left-handed pitcher. Mm-hmm. I mean, mid nineties fastball from the left side. He's got a change up. He's got a slider. I, I think that. You take the bat away from him for right now, try to focus in on pitching full-time, and this guy in, in a few years can be a high draft pick. Okay. I really believe that. He's got the makeup. And Big it, kid, too. I mean, he's a, I mean, looks, kid looks really put together. 6'3", 215. I yeah. Mean, he's, he's a, I mean, be a linebacker? Tremendous athlete. Tremendous athlete. He's, he's the top first baseman by perfect game in the state of California. Mm. So this was a huge get. We don't talk about him enough. We talk a lot about Aiden Smith, Dylan Cup, mm-hmm. Makai Grant, guys like that in this class. We're not talking enough about Nolan Stevens. He kind of went under the radar still. Was he a guy that until today people were like, he's probably going to go? No, I, th- I think everybody thought for sure he was coming to school for everybody that I okay. talked to. I mean, there, I think there's just some concerns about where he fits. And I, I don't know if he – if he, I think, from a draft's perspective, a lot of people wanted him to pitch. I don't know if that was. I think he wanted to play in the yeah. field. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. But to me, it's it's one of those deals like Jonathan Holder, Brandon Woodruff, guys that p- played both sides mm-hmm. when they got to Mississippi State. You kind of had to pick. Kind of interesting. We're talking about that with football with with the kid Triori, yeah. and now we're talking Very about similar. With baseball too. Very similar. Rated by Perfect Game as the number sixty nine player nationally. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then the other name to watch is going to go tonight is Colin Houck, uh, shortstop. State two years in a row now. You know, we, we talked about Lane Forsythe and all the issues at shortstop. <laughs> Back-to-back guys go in the first round here. Jet Williams last year, and it appears Colin Houck will go this year. I mean, that's, that's kind of been uh, a problem for State. But it's, the thing you did in this class is you had two legit shortstops mm-hmm. in this class. So they're missing out on Houck. It looks like they're going to get Dylan Cup to school. Yeah. So in the end, State gets a, a dude to come to school. But it is kind of crazy. Back to back years, you have legit shortstops in your signing class. Both of them probably going to go in the first round. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the fourth straight year that they've had a first round draft pick from their signing class. Well, three had, years ago was Austin Hendrick. So twenty twenty. Mm. Who did they have in 2020? Was it Austin Hendrick? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then 21, they had Maddox Bruns. Mm-hmm. Then they had uh, Jet Williams. Mm-hmm. And now they have Colin Howell. And then he, That's four I mean, guys in well, the last back, four classes. You can go back further than that, though. I mean, when you go with 2019, JT Ginn was picked in yeah. the first round, just, but he ended up coming to Mississippi State. That's true. And then... Well, was he 19 or 18? Well, he would have been in the 19 draft, wouldn't he? No, he wouldn't have been. He would have been in the 18 draft. Yeah. So, so 19, they may not have 19 had a guy. was the year off. Okay. 18, yes. I think in 17, they had one. When was Greg Pickett? They did have Greg Pickett, outfielder. Mm-hmm. Um, he might have been 17. Yeah. They've had uh, Chase Velo, the catcher, mm-hmm. a few years ago. Mm-hmm. He was like maybe supplemental or something. Yeah. So, th- I mean, states had some, some guys go. Mm-hmm. And Carter Stewart. Carter Stewart. 
Uh, he went in the first in the round. Draft. He was with uh, JT Ginn. Yeah. It looks like they were going to get both of those guys, but yeah. Carter Stewart. I was looking through that stuff yesterday because somebody had asked about it on the board about you know what it looks like in the past mm-hmm. uh, with as far as signees, and really there's not a ton of guys that have made it in yeah. the signing classes. Yeah. Um, and they just had uh, Keaton Wynn. I don't know if you remember him, the pitcher. I, I tweeted about this when he got called up to the Giants because yeah. I, I was like, that name was familiar to me, and I, I, yep. yeah, he was. He signed with State. Um, State. So he went in, Austin Riley, Billy Hamilton, and I think Corey Dickerson. Mm-hmm. Those are like the only four guys that they've had, I, th- I believe, that were in their signing classes that have made it to the MLB since mm-hmm. John Cohen became coach. Yeah. And they've had a lot of guys sign. Mm-hmm. And they're just it's it's very hard for some of these high schoolers to get past double A. Yeah. Well yeah. I mean the percentages play- which the percentages for everybody is low. You just don't take into account when you're eighteen yeah. that you're going to be playing against guys who are twenty six, twenty seven years old. You know, guys have been in the minors six, seven years and you're just like Yeah, I mean you it see like is boys against men. Bla- Blaze Jordan mm-hmm. is getting up there. Uh James Wood is the nationals top prospect. He's, He's really good. Yeah. Ooh, piece of candy. Uh, uh, Brian, make sure we do this because it's the second time. <laughs> um, Jeremiah Jackson's mm-hmm. looking really good. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 some guys that have a chance, mm-hmm. but the percentages of players that get drafted to Mississippi State was that kid get to the, from the North a couple years ago. So uh, that uh, I think the Indians took him, or I guess the Guardians now. Who's from the North? He had, he had a Latino last name. I think. You're talking about Ronaldo Rivera? No. He was a high school kid. He was from the north. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was from the north. He was like from New York or something. Latino. Uh, Rivera is the only one that I can remember. Which I talked to that guy back in the day. I mean, he was like five tools. I don't know if anything ever happened with him. Let me see here. Was it, let me see if it was in this class or not. Because now, now it's just going to bother me. That's 2021. The one that I that, that one. the one that still kind of bothers me is Bryce Bush mm-hmm. that that went a couple years ago. He really should have come to school. He got drafted in like the 30th round, and he ended up going, mm-hmm. and he never made it out of high. A. And it's like when you see that, it's kind of like man, if you just would have come to school and developed a little bit, yeah. you know? Because I, I think it holds a lot of weight to these. Uh, scouts and GMs that guys play in the SEC. It's like it's like you're you, when you get in the SEC. It's like you're playing in single A. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you're you're already developing in a minor league system. You know, it's just to me, it's just if you're not going to be like a top four round draft pick, mm-hmm. you need to come to school. And I think more and more kids are starting to do that. There's a lot of kids that are starting to do that that are going to be first-round draft picks. Yeah. You know, we saw that with – I mean, Dylan Cruz came to school, JT Ginn, like we said. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Oh, um, Montgomery did that. Mm-hmm. He was going to be a high draft pick. I mean, there's – there's. I think people are starting to see more and more that college is fun. College yeah. baseball is fun. And you, you, you can you – can, JT Ginn did a lot for Mississippi State. Yeah, but by, by I mean, he didn't improve where he got picked, but he made more money. Some people act like he's a bust too. He pitched in the College World Series. Yeah, his freshman year, yeah. he was a starting pitcher. Yeah, he had a really good fresh. He was a freshman All American. Now he got hurt 
his sophomore year, but he made more money by coming to school than he would have had he gone in the draft. And people miss that. He mm-hmm. made more money. He, dra- he got drafted later when he came out of college, but he made more money that year than he did than he would have coming out of high school because of the signability. And, you know, he was threatening to come back. Or threatening might not be the word, but <laughs> I swear to God, I'll go back to school. I'll come back. Nothing uh, you can do about it either. Oh, you, 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 you can bet you'll see me at school next year. And then they give him his money. Yeah. Um, but no, like the opportunity to go back to school for another year, that, that, uh, played a lot into that decision there. Yeah. So I think he had, he, he definitely had the upper hand. And all that, I thought he and his family handled all that really well. He wanted to play at Mississippi State. I mean, that that was kind of the deal from the start. He really wanted to be a Bulldog. I'm just trying to find this, guys. I don't know if you will. I, I'm, I, I'm not. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. So, okay, we'll just move on. Somebody will tell me who it is eventually. I'll go back and find it at some point. But It's going to be fun in a couple years. Uh, State has uh, brothers the Parker that are brothers? coming in. The Parkers, Joseph yeah. and... Um, no relation Jake. to Justin before you even have, before you even start a thread on twenty four seven. Are they related yeah. to? They are not. Any kin to Justin Parker? Are they related to Colonel Justin... Parker, who used to manage uh, Big Boss Man? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. Let's. Move. I thought he. Go ahead, go ahead. I thought he uh, managed Elvis. That's a different Colonel Parker. Yeah. So. Uh, let's move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. This weekend or any weekend, if you're firing up the grill, nothing beats the sizzle of beef. You need to put some beef on the grill this uh, this this summer. We've only got, guys, we're only, uh, you know, like, uh, gosh, seven more Saturdays? or Yeah, starting this week, seven more Saturdays. We are 54 days away. Did you hear what Robbie just said? Fifty. You don't have a lot of time left to just cook out on the weekends. Not that you're not going to be cooking out on the weekends when football's going on, but I'm just saying it's time to, time to get after it. So do it. Beef. It's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked Southern soul food. Is that him? Maybe he didn't have a. a, a that's him. You're still rolling through? Yes. He, was, he didn't have a Latino name. Quentin Holmes is who I was thinking Oh, about. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. From, it was from, like New Jersey? He was from New York. He was from East Elmhurst, um, New York. Okay. That yeah, was driving me absolutely insane. That you were way off, too. He was, he was definitely not Latino. not Latino. No. I, I don't know why I had, like... Let me check on him, see what he's doing. Yeah, check on him. He was signed... And I had the team right. He was signed by the, the now Guardians. Anyway... Uh, I was at Two Brothers this, uh, this this Friday night. Place was packed. They got a double A and got released. There you go. Our buddy Lee Battle was back there attending bar. It's good to see him. And uh, it's it's crazy. Even in the summer, that place is still buzzing. And we want to encourage you to continue to go there and enjoy yourself at Two Brothers. Great food, great people, and it's always a great time at the home of Smoked Southern Soul Food. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. He was in the same class with Alan Foscu, Rowdy. I mean, can you imagine Ooh. if you come in? I remember thinking that class like was kind of like missing some star power because they had a, a they, guy or two go. They were not. And then, my gosh. They were not. So, yeah. Allen, Westberg, Foscue, and Rowdy all together, and you could have had Quentin Holmes in there. Ooh. And Bryce Hutchinson didn't go. 
Bryson Hutchinson. Yeah, I, I thought he was going to make it to school too. Mm-hmm. He went in twelfth round. You thought you you think he might happen? Yeah, you, that that's another one of those guys. Like, and I'm I wonder, Hat, is that Thatcher's class too? Isn't it? Yep, he was in that one too. He's not showing. I want to remind people when you're keeping up with this draft, and you and you're saying, well, what what do we need to happen? They get past the first ten rounds, you usually feel good, yeah. but that doesn't mean anything. Right. They can get their money later yeah. in the later rounds. Exactly. So, proceed. Uh, Jake Randa also drafted uh, and didn't do anything. Yep. Uh, anyway, is the, the two brothers great products and great service? That's what every business likes to promise you. They deliver <laughs> it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they have for forty-eight years, going strong. And they only can do that because of you guys, because they take care of you, and you know it. That's why they stay in business and have for such a long time. When you need technology for your business, give them a call. If you need service, you call them back, and you talk to the same people who made you the sale. You've got a relationship with them. They're taking care of you, and you are happy to do business with them. The number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. If you haven't been to Dolce lately, I mean, you're missing out. All right, These guys are, are putting together some incredible drinks, some incredible specials, and it's just a cool place to go. Right there on 509 University Drive, right there, and the, you know, just outside the Cotton District. You're getting, they're, they're, they're straddling that line between downtown and the Cotton District. But if you're, you know, if you're making, you know, a lot of people like to do that, by the way. They like to walk. I'm not one of those people. But they, they do exist. Like I'm in the Cotton District, but I'll head downtown. Make a stop at Dolce. Get yourself a sweet treat, a milkshake, some gelato. Get the coffee toffee milkshake. Nobody else knows about it except for you guys, only my listeners. So check them out. Dolce, 509 University Drive. We'll wrap up with a little feel-good. I need somebody to play the Tom Rinaldi music uh, while we're while we're talking here. Uh, but you were on you were in Starkville on Saturday. Uh, and, and out there with Jeff Simmons as he did his annual football camp. I got to say, this has become a thing now that we have all these great players in Mississippi who have made it big that I love to see. All right, Jeff Simmons had his, his football camp. Um, whether you like him or not, A.J. Brown did a football camp here in Starkville recently. He also does one in Oxford every now and then. I think he alternates that. D.K. Metcalf did one in Oxford. I think Elton Jenkins just had one in his hometown of Clarksdale. Um, and JT Gray. They and JT together. Gray, they work together. I mean, mm-hmm. a couple of all pros there. I love to see that. I love to see these guys giving back to their community and, and using their 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 celebrity for good. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Simmons took, I think, 20 kids total on a shopping spree over at Academy Sports and got them, you know, let them get whatever they wanted to get there and, and took care of them. It was great. Great to see Jeff back in town and, and great to see him giving back to his community. Yeah, he kind of started this whole thing, I think, uh, four years ago, and, mm-hmm. and other guys have followed, and that's kind of the key. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, I was talking to um, Tyree Phillips yesterday. He was there. He's been there from the start, helping Jeff. He and Jeff are really close. Um, and I talked to Elton Jenkins yesterday as well. It was great to catch up with those guys and catch up with Jeff too. And they're all doing their own camps, and they're all helping each other out. They're going back and forth to each other's schools and helping out uh grenada retired i think tyree's jersey i think clark's did the same thing with jt and elton they they actually named a street after tyree phillips and he was just super um humbled by all of that and you know just talking to those guys 
they all had kind of the same message. You know, we all grew up just like some of these kids. We grew up in small towns, small communities, the same kind of streets, the same lifestyles as a lot of these, as a lot of these kids. And they want to show those kids that they have the same opportunity that they had mm-hmm. to make it to where they did. Yeah. You know, Elton Jenkins is, to me, one of the most versatile linemen in the league. Mm-hmm. He can play every single position on the line. Mm-hmm. Tyree Phillips is not that far away as well. He's yeah. a guy that can play mm-hmm. just about any position. He's a very versatile offensive He can also line. run with the football. We he saw can. that uh, last year. He can. And then Jeffrey, of course, we've seen him become one of the best defensive tackles in the league. JT Gray is one of the best special teamers. They've all kind of carved out this niche for themselves. And um, at the same time, like it's really cool to sit there and talk to these guys and just have a simple conversation and for them to be so accessible to us or to the kids at the camp. It just shows you how humble they are. I think that's the biggest thing. I think that's why that's the biggest thing to kind of take away from all this is they understand where they came from and how important yeah. it is to come back to where you were and see some of those kids to kind of remind themselves. I think it's good for them. I think it's good for them to be grounded like that, to see those kids and realize, man, that kid reminds me of me when I was growing up in Clarksdale. That kid reminds me of me when I was in Grenada and for Jeff and Macon. But Jeffrey has been one of the most giving guys that I've seen, and he just signed a $94 million contract or whatever Just say $100 million. It sounds better. Yeah, I mean, it's it's insane. And he even talks about that a lot and just kind of the humility that he shows with that, talking about, you know, I'll never, you know, my family will never be hungry. Yeah. You know, my, this is generational wealth is what he calls it. This is something yeah. that, this is something that is going to take care of myself and my family. And he mentioned, I want to be smart about it. Yeah. You know, he's, these guys are so grounded. Like because they've seen the warning so- stories. They have. They've seen the guys who signed $100 million contracts and now they're out there. I mean, I mean, we'll just use them as an example. Greg Hardy. Yeah. Guy's working at Walmart, or at least he was before he got fired. Yeah. But, I mean, you don't want to be that guy. No. You know, you want to be the guy who, when you retire, you still got the nice home and all the stuff, and you move on to the next thing. So, Jeff Simmons is a guy, and, and I say this, and, and you know, I don't say it lightly, but is there, there may never have been, there are not a lot of people on the earth who got a second chance because of something and took better advantage of it than Jeff Simmons did. And it's kind of, it's not even, you know, I'm the, it's just so far in the past, I don't ever think about it. Some, some of us that like knew Jeff, mm-hmm. we knew he was going to do that. That's, that's why, that's why I so vehemently defended him mm-hmm. during that. And I'm not defending what happened. Right. But I, I defended him as a person. The people that called him a thug, that called him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever else. That wasn't Jeff. That was a lapse in judgment. That was, like something that, you know, some of us have encountered something similar, maybe not in that same area, but, you know, I've been arrested before. People mm-hmm. have been through things. Mm-hmm. How do you respond from that? How, who were you before that? What is your character? Yeah. Because sometimes we get out of character. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, you know, I, I was a little hangry last week. <laughs> I was about That's, to ask if you eat lunch. <laughs> I'm good today. All right. But... It's exactly what I expected him to do. I mean, you, I expected him to come back from that. You got arrested and got worse. No, that's not true. You're, you're, 
just stayed on the bad path. That's not true at all. <laughs> That's not true at all. Um, but he he took he absolutely took advantage of that. And you haven't heard a – there's not been a single bad word said about him. He didn't get a parking him. ticket at Mississippi Except for that State. one guy that said he spit on him or whatever. And uh, I don't remember that. Yes. Yeah, so what, what was that dude's name? The offensive lineman like, oh. claimed to spit on him, and then you go back and look, and that guy actually spit on somebody like a few yeah. years earlier. Yeah, see, that's – yeah, no, yeah. no time for that. But anyway, so really like cool. that, that's – it's – I think all that humbled Jeff. Yeah. And I think he's, like, living every single day. He does good. Does good stuff. How he should. So I also uh, I, I met a legend this weekend. By the way, I don't know. I, you may not be familiar with the legend of this person because you weren't in those green rooms that we were doing. I met him. I met him too at Jeff's thing. But I met Will Boyd. Yes, the legend. Let's go. Good stuff. I was really glad to meet him. Like literally, when I met him, I lit up. I was just like, "Are you serious? You're you're him." It was the funniest. Yeah, thing Yeah, he he was helping out with Jeff's camp. Yeah, I think he and Jeff are tight. Like they they got they got they have a a, a friendship, which is great. Yep. Two two legends, but but Jeffrey uh, on top of the camp, I don't know if in the thing at Academy Sports, he did a thing in Macon last yeah, week. Yeah, he did another he did camp. A, a community fun day. Yeah, and it was basically he brought all these vendors in to Knoxville County. Mm-hmm. Um, all these people were selling stuff. They had a band. They had live music. They had food, fireworks. It's easy I mean, to help, man. Yeah, it's easy to help. It, it really when, is, when, especially when you're a man of means like Jessamine's is. Uh, he, I mean, that's a guy who in the state of Mississippi. He probably has to make two phone calls, and he can get whatever he wants. Yeah, like he can just be like, "I need this, and I need this," and he, the people around him, be like, "I got you." Yeah. So good stuff, good stuff. And if you want to check out Robbie's article, he talked to Jeff. It's available at twenty four seven. All right, guys. Uh, tomorrow, SEC preview. I believe we're doing the LSU Tigers, the mighty fighting Tigers of LSU. Here we go, Tigers. Here we go. Don't ever say that again on this show. Um, we'll continue to talk football, recruiting. We're only one week, you know, as you listen to this show, next week this show, we will be uh, live at uh, SEC Media Days. So that's coming up for Mississippi State. We'll find out later this week who the Bulldogs are sending to Nashville. I would expect Will Rogers to be one of those guys, but we'll see. Um, opponent preview this week. Oh, who, it's Arkansas. It's the Arkansas Razorbacks. So we'll talk to somebody about the, uh, the Hogs, and we'll continue to monitor everything else. And then on, don't forget, this week only, you don't get this very often. That rarest of birds, the Saturday Thunder and Lightning, mm, as we will mm. be at Seafood Junction in Algoma, Mississippi, for our next stop, maybe our last stop. We don't know yet. Uh, on the summer catfish tour, brought to you by Superior. Everybody, I, every single person, when I mention this place, yeah. has said, so like, "Oh, I love it." It's that. like Longs, like yes. with Longs, where everybody's like, "Oh, it's great, it's great, it's great." It's the same thing. I have not seen anybody go, eh, "It's okay." And I mean, they say not even it's okay. It, everybody, it's good. It's great. And the, and and they say that the line is like out the door every single. Good week. thing we got that VIP pass. We're, we hope I'm going straight to the front of the line, straight to the front. I will. I'll, I'll toss an old lady to get that last piece of catfish. <laughs> out of my way, Grandma. Daddy's got to eat. I had uh, withdrawals. I this saw week. you fried some catfish. So I was I like, I'm, question, fry, I'm frying the catfish. I got a question about mm-hmm. that. What is Pumpkin Center? That is the name of the area where I live. We've always called it Pumpkin Center. Okay, I didn't know that. So um, I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it it derived from this. See, my papa, it's his family's land. They they had a just a quick history lesson. Okay, the Ellises. That's my mother's side of the family. Yeah, that's that's where that's who all is congregating around me over there. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ellises had a store in Sherwood, which is in between Matheson Ackerman. On Highway right. 15, um, 
and there was a little general store that they had there back in the late, maybe early 1900s, late 1800s. And it was right off from the railroad. The railroad ran right through there. Mm-hmm. And eventually they moved to the town of Matheston. If you've ever been through Matheston, you see Piggly Wiggly right there. There's a hardware store right there across the street from the post office. That's my family's hardware store. My great-grandfather okay. and my granddad, that was their store, okay. N.S. Ellis and Son. It's now called Oswald's. Um, and that's my papa's nephew. Okay. this is a, I'm just giving a history lesson. Yeah, I get it, man. So they all... You know, that was they bought all that land way back in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. And um, over time, my papa gave the land to his three daughters, and then his sisters got some too. Mm-hmm. It was called Pumpkin Center. I think it was called Pumpkin Center because they used to grow pumpkins out there. Okay. And so um, that's where it comes from. But we got my both of my aunts have a house out there. I just built across the street, and uh, my cousin was in town. This week, she lives in um, Kansas, Manhattan, and um, she and her husband were in town. He's in the Army. They've been here for a couple of weeks, and I, they were going to do crawfish, and I told them, crawfish is out of season. Yeah. Let's do catfish. Let's do a fry. Let's, let's fry some catfish up. I got a box of catfish from Superior. It's the best catfish you, you, you've had, and um, I fried it up. My aunt said it's the best catfish she's ever put in her mouth. She knows. Did you hear the crunch? I did. The crunch was incredible. Somebody I used, tweeted us about the crunch. I used the superior breading on it. Mm-hmm. I talked to I talked to Brent Johnson, mm-hmm. and I asked him what he did. He did exactly what I did last time, so I was good to go. I I, um, I put that superior breading on it. It was fantastic. Had some go. hush puppies that I got from Superior. There you go. Some French fries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was good, son. Good eating. All right. We'll talk to you guys again. I'm ready for that buffet, though. I am too. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk, Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.